Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Revelation Communication. This is our 49th episode that we've done and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to watch and to listen to this latest podcast. Just a couple of reminders before I get going today. On Wednesday night, we do have our midweek Bible study taking place at 7 p.m. right here at Revelation Church. We are about halfway through Revelation chapter 17, learning about Babylon. So I want to encourage you to come on out and enjoy a great hour of Bible study in the book of Revelation. Also on Sunday morning, we do have our worship service starting at 10 a.m. We are currently going through a series called Traveling the Romans Road and definitely want to encourage you and your family to get out, get up, and get to church on Sundays. You can find all the links to our podcasts as well as our sermons, our social media pages by heading on over to our website, www.revchurchcv.com. And finally, if this podcast or if our sermons or if our Bible studies are an encouragement to you, would you please like and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, as well as head on over to Instagram. You can find our handle rev underscore church underscore CV and our Facebook page where you can find us at rev church CV. With that being said, I am currently studying the book of Jeremiah. I'm actually going through the Bible um, chronologically this year, and it's been just another great study for me. I did it a couple of years ago, and to go through it chronologically has definitely been an encouragement this year. But right now, I'm kind of in Jeremiah, finished off Kings, finished off Chronicles. There's a couple of minor prophets intertwined in there, um, like Habakkuk. But I read Jeremiah... Uh, 41 through 45 this morning and something really stuck out to me that I want to share with y'all and that is Jeremiah 44 uh, verses 16 and 17. It says, as for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense into the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. You know, to really understand the context of what's happening here, we need to back up a couple of chapters. You see, in Jeremiah 42.2, a group of men came to him asking him to seek the Lord on their behalf as to what they should do. At this point, Jerusalem was basically held captive by the Babylonians. And so Jeremiah goes and seeks the Lord on their behalf as was requested him and 10 days go by and Jeremiah then tells them what the Lord told them. Basically, Jeremiah's word from the Lord was this, do not go to Egypt, but stay where you are, lest you die by the sword or by famine or by pestilence. Now, ultimately, as our text 
uh, uh, illustrates. They didn't listen to the instructions of the Lord and basically called Jeremiah a liar in chapter 43, and they went to Egypt anyways. You know, of course, there is a reason why God didn't want them to go into Egypt, and that's because all the false gods and, and false idols that their fathers had worshipped before time were what the Egyptians worshipped, and God does not compete. And so they go to Egypt, and, and what ends up happening, they end up worshiping these false gods and, and these false idols. In fact, more specifically, we get the identity as to what they or who they were worshiping, and that is the queen of heaven. Now, historically, this queen of heaven is also known as Ishtar or Ashtoreth. Um, she is believed to be the wife of Baal, um, also known as Moloch. And there's a long, dark history of worship behind these false gods that I won't get into today. But let me just say that the most vile things that have been done to children have been done so as a sacrifice to Baal or to Moloch. And don't even get me started on Catholicism, who believes that Mary is the queen of heaven. But that's for another time. But I want to get back to our text. And I more specifically want to hone in on the first part of, of verse 17, where it says, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our mouth. You know, it was a sad truth then, and it's a sad truth today, that many of people, uh, they seek the Lord for guidance, they seek the Lord for direction on what they should do, and when they get word on what it is, they choose to go their own way. Whether it's direction on what to do in the midst of tribulation, as it was for these Israelites, or whether it's guidance on matters in our own lives, we often don't agree with the answer and we end up doing what is right in our own minds. Or, as our text says, do whatsoever we say we're going to do. Uh, it's as if we're telling God, hey, thanks for the advice, but I'm going to go ahead and do what I want to do anyways. You know, how many of us have gotten frustrated with maybe a spouse, uh, a child, a, a, maybe an older child, a family member, a friend, a coworker who has come to you for guidance, they've come to you for direction or advice on something, and you've given it to them, and, and you believe that you've given them some pretty sound advice, only for them to turn around and completely ignore you. I mean, how angering and how frustrating is that? Uh, and, and, and I've often said in those situations, what did you come to me for in the first place anyways? You know, I, I know it's light and, and it's a little silly, but my wife all the time says to me, hey, what do you think I should wear with this dress? What about these shoes or what about this outfit? And I tell her and she co completely picks out something different than what I said. What did you ask me for in the first place. Anyways, listen, while we believe our advice is the is in the best interest of, of maybe those that come and seek it, who are we to question the guidance and direction that God gives us on a matter in favor of our own will and our own desire? And that was the problem here, and it still is today, that we trust God enough to go to him for counsel, for wisdom, for guidance, for direction, or for understanding, only to ignore it, all because we believe our way is better. And here's the kicker to this. They were warned what would happen if they go into Egypt, that they would all die by the sword or by famine 
or by pestilence. And you know what happened? That's exactly what happened. You know, God gives us warnings all throughout the scriptures and even today through the divine working of the Holy Spirit as to what will happen if we choose our own path, our own way, or our own will. In fact, Solomon said in Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And this proverb couldn't have been more truer for the Israelites who chose to forsake the counsel of God in favor of what was right unto them. And quite frankly, couldn't be truer today for the multitudes. You know, many today want just enough God to make them feel good with no intention of ever really listening to him. Many today love the idea that they will go to heaven, but never truly surrender themselves to Jesus. Many today ask God to intervene in their lives when they need him most, but never return to thank him, to praise him, and worship him when he shows his unmerited favor, also called mercy, on their lives. Many today want the counsel, they want the guidance, they want the direction of God, but when it doesn't fit their narrative on how their life should go, they completely ignore it. You know, Jesus said in John 14, 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. And that is the true test of love for the Lord, keeping his commandments. Are we fully and completely surrendered to God so that no matter what is coming and going in our lives, we are keeping his commandments? Are we so fully and completely surrendered to God that no matter the path he has us on, we can say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done? Are we so fully and completely surrendered to God that no matter what he's telling us to do, we're going to do it and not do what is right in our own eyes or what proceeds out of our own mouths? You know, God is love. God is a God of mercy from everlasting to everlasting. He is a God of sufficient grace. He is a God whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. He is a God whose compassions fail not. He is a God whose faithfulness, the Bible says, is great. But he is also a just God. He is also a righteous God. He is also a holy God. And when he tells us to do something or to not do something, it certainly is in our best interest that we heed that direction of the one who knows what is best for you and for me. And take what Jesus said to heart in Matthew 6, 8, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. You know, God knows what we have need of way more than we know what we need. Trust him today, not only in the big things, but in the little things as well. But most importantly, trust him with your salvation. You know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today and you want more information, or even if I can pray for you, please head on over to our website, www.revchurchcv.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. You can find my contact information there, or you can just leave me a message. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Solomon Stewart with Revelation Communication.